We can probably skip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not not doing a, a retake. This is good. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable. (laughs) Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, You already heard our voices like we meant. Um, That was on purpose. Um, But I am here with Reeve and Pep, uh, here to recap week four action, talk about a little bit of our thoughts, and, uh, you know, just generally have a good time. Uh, How you guys doing? Good. Uh, Spent this past weekend in one of the many... PFJ corporate offices that is Alex's apartment. Uh, got to get the classic two TV screen action red zone and commanders losing. So it was good. It was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. We attended our high school reunion. Reeb also attended our high school, but did not come to the reunion. It is halfway across the country. Uh, considering got the wedding in a few months, just was not on the schedule. I, mean, I think this would have been a good use of your PTO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesse, we can't go to Italy because I have to go back to my high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you, you missed out on good time. Um, you know, Pep and I enjoyed our weekend and got to watch some football on Sunday. Um, and boy, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but first, uh, I have a, a quick uh, birthday shout out. Um, Jem could not join us because uh, Mrs. 3220 has her birthday today um, on the day of our recording this. Uh, so by the time it comes out, it will not be her birthday anymore. But we still have to you know, shout her out, give her a happy birthday because uh, she's an avid Pro Football Jokes fan, listens to every single podcast <laughs> and will totally hear this. Yeah. Um, and I think Reeb has prepared a poem. Uh, Reeb, uh, you want to go ahead? Yep. Um, happy birthday, Jazzy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jazzy. Happy birthday to you. That's a good haiku right there. Just <laughs> hear it. I find it hard to be matched. Thank you. I think you uh, need to take a refresher on your English lit course, but, uh, you know, good job, Reeb. Uh, good thing Jesse teaches that. I can just go straight <laughs> to her. Yep. Uh, smart. All right. Well, um, now that that's out of the way, why don't we get into the games? Um, so there were a lot of good games this week. Um, but uh, sometimes after games, I like to, uh, you know, I don't, I watch in red zone. I'm not getting the full experience of every game. Um, so I like to go back and watch some of the uh, condensed versions of the game uh, on NFL Game Pass. Um, I don't do it for every single game, obviously, you know, I have a day job and stuff. But I always pick, you know, a couple every week. Um, can you guys guess which game I picked first? Bears, Gi- Bears, Giants. <laughs> that is not correct. I mean, that was a close, close second. Bills, Ravens. Nope. Mm. Yeah, it was just a game I was very intrigued by. The Jets. That is correct. <laughs> it was the Jets and the Steelers. What? I had. I had to go back and see how Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett did. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I was very interested by this game. You didn't see, uh, you know, a lot. Um, just by watching Red Zone, like I got the sense that like the the Jets got you know a couple early scores, um, and then they went cold, and obviously Mitch didn't do anything. Um, and then uh, they ventured for Kenny Pickett. It looked like the Steelers were going to run away with it once Pickett came in, gave him a spark. Um, but the Jets came back, uh, and it sounded like Zach Wilson had a very good like final drive to win it for the Jets. Uh, but I figured he just played like for the rest of the game. <laughs> but actually, after going back and watching it, I thought Zach Wilson played very well for the entire game. Had a few inaccurate misses, like he does this like weird like flick thing on like short like screen passes and like dump offs to the running back. Kind of reminds me of like how Aaron Rodgers does it, but he's just very hit or miss with his accuracy on those. My question for you, for the fantasy football people on this podcast, because I'm glad you went back and watched that game because I could give two shits about it. <laughs> but Zach Wilson's targeting of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, who won that battle targets wise? Uh, I think Elijah Moore got a couple more targets. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't crazy. Obviously, Corey Davis was the big winner. He got the I think he led the team in targets. And Braxton Berrios got a passing touchdown. That's <laughs> yeah. all coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I didn't take too much from that. I think 
I still think Garrett Wilson's a good uh, good start every week. Um, maybe Corey Davis will be kind of mess things up, but I don't know. Um, but more just like I saw Garrett Wilson making play after play throughout this game. They got just a little unlike lucky with drive stalling and stuff. Um, you know, I, I did Jack Wilson by no means played a perfect game, but I definitely felt like he had a strong performance better than pretty much anything he did last year. Uh, so I thought that was very encouraging for the Jets. I feel bad for Mitch Trubisky, man. Uh, I saw a <laughs> video of him at the locker post game, just so upset about it. And, you know, it, he plays very safe. He just plays too safe. And sometimes safe isn't that spark. Uh, it's so, sad I mean, because I think if, I mean, it's probably as stupidly obvious, but if TJ Watt doesn't get hurt, Mitch Trubisky is likely still the starter. That's true. You're yeah. probably thinking the defense makes that play here or there to win them the game with a conservative quarterback, and they're probably sitting at two and two or three and one. So, yeah, that Mitch. is a good point. Um, but at least Mitch uh, is keeping his captaincy, so that's the important thing. That's what you gets, want: the backup gets, quarterback to be the captain. <laughs> gets to go out there for the coin tosses, so that's important. Um, but yeah, I also thought Pickett played pretty well. You know, it's fairly limited sample size. He threw a couple of really nice back shoulder throws to George Pickens. Um, he did, had three interceptions, but like I'd say at least two of them weren't his fault. Um, the third one was kind of, or the, the middle one was kind of uh, a bad decision. Uh, he was just kind of trying to get rid of the ball and threw it into the flat. Um, it just went a little high that got tipped up and intercepted. I didn't feel like it deserved to get picked off. Um so I, I think Pickett played about as well as you can expect in that situation. Um, and I'm glad they chose to have him moving forward because, God, I'm so done with yeah, this. It definitely makes them more watchable. And the weird stat of the day, it's just it's weird that Kenny Pickett has not thrown an incompletion. Yep. It's either just... to his team or the other team. <laughs> Hopefully he can get a higher percentage to his team going forward. Yeah, uh, you'd hope so. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on this game before we move on? I don't think it's probably as important to be the lead, but uh, that's how, how I felt. So we had to talk about Bitten it. First. Did a great job. I'm <laughs> concerned about Brees Hall versus Michael Carter targets. Let's <laughs> jump into that. It's such like a that's such a game script thing. Like yeah. if the Jets are down like crazy, they're that's all Michael Carter territory right there. So just checking it down to him. But they need. They need to get consistent with that. Like, just pick a guy, Robert Sala. Pick a guy who will be the quote bell cow, and just run with him. Yeah, I honestly don't couldn't even tell you who who like it, it doesn't even register me uh, with me like who's on the field between Michael Carter or Brees Hall because they're just like basically the same. Uh, <laughs> I don't own either of them in any fantasy league, so yeah. It's just been a bit disappointing. But anyways, now that we're eight and a half minutes into this podcast, and we've been talking about <laughs> Jets Steelers. All right. Um, why don't we talk about the, uh, uh, the the AFC? Obviously, the premier match of the day was the Bills-Ravens game. Um, did go back and watch this one as well. Um, I, I thought it was kind of a weird... I, I don't know if the weather had that much of an impact, but it felt like... Um, the Ravens offense felt pretty stuck in the mud. I'll be honest. Um, uh, you know, Mark Andrews obviously had a quiet game. Um, uh, J.K. Dobbins definitely looked better than Kenyon Drake or Mike Davis, but still wasn't a great running game. So I, I don't know. I I wasn't very impressed. They they were shut out in the second half. Um, obviously had the chance to take the lead with a field goal, but opted to go for it instead. I like what, what you did there with Stuck in the Mud. It was a very wet, messy game. Yep. Uh, I mean, the score was a lot the, the score was a lot higher than how the teams played, I feel like. It it could have very easily been like a sixteen to thirteen game. Um just yeah, wasn't like the the bombshell matchup you expected and you know, the Ravens when Lamar isn't like a hundred fifty percent carrying the whole team not that great yeah yeah they just don't have a lot like if uh, if 
Bateman or Andrews doesn't go off, then like what they, they pretty much have nothing with passing game. They're not a good running game either. So what what do they have? It's like they just need Lamar just to go off, you know, rushing and throwing to Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. <laughs> hey, he's producing. Yeah, this is weird. Is. Like the past couple of years, it's been you know this innovative running game, and it never really seemed to matter that their running backs weren't like top tier. And now they kind of have back their supposed star, like in J.K. Dobbins, and it's still just not. Yeah, well, to be fair, it is his first game back from injury. Maybe it'll get better. Um, but they're also kind of banged up on the offensive line and stuff. Yeah. Is it their third string left tackle is playing now? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, that's not great. Um, the Bills I wouldn't be too concerned about. Like, they uh, they had a lot of miscues the first half. Um, that, And then it, I feel like they really got it together in the second half. It felt like they were going to score every drive. They got stopped a couple times just on somewhat fluky plays. Um I do think like the Bills probably aren't the juggernaut we expect, which is something I was saying going into the year that like it's basically Stefan Diggs and nobody else. Like Gabe Davis hasn't really done anything. Isaiah McKenzie hasn't looked that great. Um, Even Dawson yeah. Knox hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Gabe yeah, Davis' ankle is nothing. hurt. <laughs> Just wait till Gabe Davis's ankle is fully healthy. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll change things. I don't know. But uh, I, I still think they're probably the best team in the NFL. Their yeah. defense has been been great. It's tough Way to call them a juggernaut team. when they lost to the Matt Ryan Colts. <laughs> really put a damper on that. Uh, they they didn't lose the Matt Ryan Colts. The, Wait, should who? Are th- oh, I'm thinking of Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm thinking of Chiefs. Oh my gosh, sorry fans. <laughs> it's all right. We we don't expect anything else if you read. That's true. I'm not paid <laughs> or anything, so why would I try? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think the Bills are still definitely the AFC favorite, although maybe the Chiefs are working their way into that conversation. Uh, let's get into that game next, because Patrick Mahomes put on a show on Sunday Night Football. That was like a perfect lead-in to if we had like the rights to the radio calls, and it would have just <laughs> cut to the radio call. I don't know yeah. why that just felt so perfect. But yeah, I mean... Just the an team. impression of the radio call. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown, Kansas City! There we go. Yeah, I mean, they just look dominant. They, I thought, kind of in all three phases. I mean, right from the get-go, Bucks fumble the kickoff, and (laughs) Chiefs score in, like, less than a minute. And then, what, the Bucks score a field goal in their next possession? Yeah, I think they scored. They scored a field goal, and then Chiefs scored. And then Mahomes does his stupid like scramble (laughs) for 15 seconds, spin out of a a sack, and then like Steph Curry basketball shot to (laughs) Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Like it was just, it it's ridiculous. It gets to be a point like they're doing tight end motion across. Patrick Mahomes is paying off the state farm commercials because he's got good acting skills now he can <laughs> pretend to argue with travis kelsey so who is it even like noah, noah gray, gray can take the snap and convert that's a cool play it's just <laughs> i hope it's called the state farm audible or something <laughs> like it's just it's ridiculous how much they seem to be toying with what could be the best defense in the nfc yeah, the, the Bucks had certainly played like that, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, when Patrick Mahomes is on, like there's no defense ever that's going to stop him. No. Travis Kelsey is still still as good as ever. Uh, it's like so hard to stop Travis Kelsey. People are like, just cover him. I'm like, well, let's let's easier. Oh, okay, just cover. Him. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Just get like a six five corner who's like two forty and can run with him. Yeah. Why don't we just get another Travis Kelsey, play him at linebacker? <laughs> that would work perfectly. Genius. Yeah. I did like, I like the little dig that Juju Smith-Schuster did to the Steelers. Where he said, I didn't, I didn't see that. he just said he's learned more about football and is like however many months with the Chiefs than he did in five years with the Steelers. <laughs> that, like, that it makes sense. 
Yeah. <laughs> you got Matt Canada and Randy, whatever his name is, as your OC. And then you got Andy Reid. Probably going to yeah. learn a little more. Just like be Patrick Mahomes. That's how you become a <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, I, I actually found this game, I, it's kind of weird to say, but I found it like kind of encouraging for the Bucks because I thought their offense looked pretty good. Um, yeah. Still like scored 31. Yeah. And, and I felt like they could have scored more had it not been for like a few mistakes, like that opening kickoff and fumble on the kickoff, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, there were just a couple a couple areas, but like, and they, they obviously couldn't run the ball because they were immediately down by so much. Um, so, but I, but I mean, Mike Evans looked good. I think Chris Godwin looked pretty good considering, um, and I think he'll get healthier. Uh, uh, Julio Jones is going to forever be hurt, but that's fine. I'm very uh, made Cole Beasley retire. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get any targets? Was that why he retired? He's just like, eh, I'm not even getting the f-ing ball. Screw it. He got he got one target. I can't remember if he just like dropped it or immediately got like smashed or something. Um, but I remember they got like ran like a screen to him on like third and long. <laughs> Did not work out. He's the dump off. Like, all right, we give up on this drive. Just get us like three yards and we'll punt it. <laughs> He's not about to take that role. Yeah, I'm a little well, scared. I'm a little scared for Brady taking that blindside hit. I just I'm curious how this right shoulder injury progresses over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, uh, he doesn't have Giselle's uh, witchcraft to protect him anymore. So yes, now he's got to rely fully on his personal trainer. Yeah, the TB12 method. Poor guy. It <laughs> work. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm still feeling okay about the Bucks, um, especially since like, who do you think the the uh, so other than the Eagles, like who do you think the contenders are in the NFC? And, and the Bucks, obviously. 49ers, maybe. I don't. I don't even understand the it's 49ers just, though. I, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of these offenses that we thought going into the season would be fine have been just putrid. Um, you know, you have the the Packers and. You know, they, they had that 27, 24 heroics there, but um, just they don't look that great right now. The Rams, when they struggle, they struggle mightily. They abandon yeah. the run. They don't look great. Uh, the Bucks right now, I mean, they were playing catch-up, so that's why that offense was throwing all over the place. It's it's tough to say right now outside of the Eagles. Um, I like what Reeb was saying about the 49ers there. Uh, I mean, they're solid, but nothing's like outstanding. Wow, these people are real contenders. Like they just about most NFC teams. Yeah, <laughs> they just get the ball to Debo. It also f- just feels very obvious that like they told Jimmy Garoppolo, "Hey, yeah, don't even look at our f-ing playbook because you're <laughs> for us." And it's like it's not fair to him that they just he gets thrown back in there. Yeah, like oh, he can't even beat the. Sh-ty- Broncos. It's probably not his fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is funny. Like, I think Debo, uh, the, after like week two or three, like, he was averaging like one air yard per target. And like, I don't think that's really gone up much. Cause like in this game, in this game, all his long plays were just like two or three yard, like zero to three yard passes. And he just ran with them. Just got the yak yards. Yeah, but I guess that's sort of playing to Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths. He can throw screen passes. Nobody. At the very least, they'll beat the Rams two times. We can at least count on that. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, that's all you need in this NFC conference here. I, I still feel like the Saints could be really good if they figure something yeah. out. I don't know what that thing is. Perhaps <laughs> how to be good at football, thing, but <laughs> their, their defense, I, if they just can't waste what this defense is right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't care what happens. It's Jameis Winston at quarterback, <laughs> or Andy Dalton, or Andy Dalton at quarterback. <laughs> at like the furthest that's getting you is the wild card round. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody thinks they're getting past the wild card round, but uh, 
the, I mean, the playoffs is a stretch at this point, but if they could, I mean, the NFC is wide open. Like it's hard to find seven playoff teams in the, in the NFC right now. The Lions should I mean, be a playoff team right now, but you know they don't have, they don't have a defense, they don't have defensive players. And I mean the Vikings. What do you guys think about the Vikings? I like the Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings have a little bit to figure out offensively. I feel like they're they're not quite at that like November twenty twenty one level yet. I agree. I think um, I think Kirk played pretty well on uh, this past game. Um, he uh, he made a couple really nice throws. Um, I, I think they they just need to figure out they they just didn't score in the red zone was the issue in that game, and that's a lot of the Saints to kind of come back. Um, but I felt like for most of it, the, the Vikings were were dominating. Um, so I, I'm I, I they obviously also got a couple pretty lucky calls in that game, um, but but it's a fun one. Get the London kicks. It was double doink for the win. You almost got the Andy Dalton heroic start. Yeah, thought we were going to get another tie between Kirk and Andy in London. I mean, that would have been poetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at what point? I mean, we never will, so it's kind of a hypothetical question. But at what point do we think the Cowboys are a contender <laughs> in, the, in the NFC? Uh, well. I think we got to see what they look like when Dak gets back. But like I I'm still like not that impressed with them. I think they're definitely better than we thought they were after week 1. Um like now they have like some receivers cuz like CD Lamb looks good. You know Brown's been pretty solid. Uh you know Michael Gallup's back now. Um so I, and they've learned how to just kind of play a little more conservatively to their defense, but they also have not had the toughest schedule here. Whoa. I was going to say something about the Bengals, but I, I don't have it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are saying, like I've seen the Bengals really high in a lot of power rankings. Yeah. I don't like this whiplash that's going on. They're like, Oh my God, they're Oh, and two shove them down into the like basement. And now it's like, all right, they're top five again. It's like, all right, the running game still sucks. Let's wait a second on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously they have the weapons and the uh, the quarterback to do it, and like I don't think their their defense has been fine. Um, it's been pretty good actually. So yeah, uh, they can, they definitely can get back up there. I think. Um, yeah, but it's just, I feel a little premature to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do we want to talk about that game? It feels like a thousand years ago at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there was an injury or something. There may have been. Um, only saw it like a thousand times in the in super slow mo, and it's scary. It's a weird sight. Yeah, that was definitely um, team doctor ended up getting fired over it, or uh, was a unaffiliated doctor or something. Yeah, the unaffiliated doctor who like cleared him, yeah. the NFL PA, after defending him and saying, "Oh no, he cleared him." So, <laughs> then just fired him yeah i mean i feel like they should have like provided a little more clarity there like did was he did he have a concussion on the sunday like they didn't really say that obviously they're not yeah. going, they don't want to do that but yeah it's a pretty <laughs> classic nfl pr move where there is no like explanation it's just an immediate firing it's like oh well we fired him so it's all good now and you know yeah this will never happen right. again <laughs> Yeah, I did feel like yeah, I, Mike McDaniel like had the comments after he was like, well, I mean, like, what am I supposed to do if the doctor clears him? Like, if I just sit him, like, what? Am, how long do I sit him for? I, it's not. I, like, I get that. Him. Yeah, no, I get that, too. Like, it's not like I don't think it's on him. Yeah. Um, it's just like they they got to, you know, figure it out, obviously. It, it's on the NFL to, like, make sure that the, the players are, are safe. So they, they got to figure out a better concussion protocol or something. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you think how, how often that happens uh, that we don't catch when it's yeah. not that widely uh, noticed, but man, you know what I did notice was that chase Edmonds drop in the end zone. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Hilton just fell. That was just quintessential 
Patriots defense. <laughs> yep, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, T. Higgins looked good. Um, Jamar Hayes chased me that uh, clutch catch at the end. It is. It's that. funny that I'm, we're now at a time where it's like, it felt like Jamar Chase had a bad game. Not had a bad game. It just felt like he was taken out of the game. Yeah. And then his stat line is like 80 yards. Yeah. I mean, Jamar I'll Chase. I'll take that least. every week. <laughs> Especially when it allows T. Higgins to just go off. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about Higgins' ankle injury, but it doesn't seem like it's anything major. Higgins always powers through these things. so He does, man. He is... I, he's quite cl- like clearly a wide receiver one, and I don't know where he would fall. Like I'd probably put him like just below that. I, or, he's like borderline, I'd say, borderline wide receiver one. He's he's as solid as he's, but he's very good. I mean, yeah. I, and actually, like I've heard, like when Higgins and Chase are like both on the field, I think Higgins has more like receiving yards and catches and stuff. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I just like I don't know if that just plays into Burrow's strength more, or teams are tired of that. I don't understand that because I always hear the narrative that like teams are tired of the deep shots to Chase burning them. It's like, but now the deep shots to Higgins are burning. Him. Like he got <laughs> one in the Super Bowl, totally not offensive pass interference or anything, and then he got one like here in the Dolphins game. Yeah, he got plenty last year, so I just don't understand why it seems so easy to take chase shots out of the game, but not Higgins shots. Yeah. I think the dolphins were just doing it. They were like, all right, we'll just put our best corner, Xavier Howard on Higgins and then double the yeah. chase. And then Higgins was just able to, to win some of those matchups, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Look good though. I, uh, I was scared there at the end just because <laughs> I mean, you get the ball in like the two yard line and you can't, push it in it's a bit scary what do we think of the dolphins with teddy bridgewater moving forward i thought he played well yeah i thought he. Was <laughs> i fine. did not notice like a huge drop off between tua and then teddy i think you'll get like a slightly better broncos offense last year like, it'll be really boring <laughs> i feel like that's harsh i mean i think he has like i i, I still think that like waddle and hill are like the best receiver duo in the nfl and like it'll be hard for him to screw that up like i think i don't i don't think he'll like lose them the game whatsoever i just think he he's a good safe quarterback that's not gonna bring out the huge plays but maybe that could prove me wrong with that wider receiver duo he has yeah i guess i guess that's a fair point it's like they the strength of them is obviously their speed and like we that hasn't been a strength of Teddy is like going downfield, but he had a nice deep shot to the hill in this past game. Um, you know, I, 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 I mean, obviously it wasn't thought of as like too obviously hasn't been lighting it up downfield until this year. So his deep shots are so damn bad. <laughs> that interception yeah, to Von yeah. Bell. That was underthrown by like five yards. <laughs> Hill like had to stop and literally run backwards. Each Granted, time, this day and age, you're going to get a ton of PI calls that way, but yeah, each time you if, think it's got to be a fluke, and then he just does it again. It's just yeah, it becomes a pattern. I also don't know what the Dolphins do at this point because like all indications are Tua is. is you know, he's got all motor function back. He's in good spirits. He's, you know, all there. So it's like, how long do you wait to actually play him again? Do you go <laughs> off of public perception? Or, like, I just, at this point, who do you trust if he cleared all the protocols beforehand? And he clearly wants to go out there and play. It's just, I don't know who steps up and says now we got to wait like this many weeks or whatever yeah it's a good point <laughs> i feel like they're going to like just sit him because of that like just because of public perception if if te- i also think it probably depends on how teddy plays <laughs> like if teddy's that, looking all right sure. then they're like 
all right, we can just uh, arrest him. And Tua's like, well, I, I can I can play though. And they're like, shut up, Tua. Yeah. You're you're concussed. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, not not not. I'm, I'm joking. Like I don't think they want Tua to sit because of performance reasons. But I think they just would feel comfortable with if they feel comfortable with Teddy that they'll want to just cool off this this stink off them right now and yeah. if Teddy's struggling then they'll just put Tua in and be like well he, he cleared like that's all we can do you get the Hunter Renfro treatment two weeks <laughs> <laughs> two weeks I, no it's so it's a terrible situation but I think Mike McDaniel said one of the funniest things I've heard in a press conference where he was asked about Tua's condition and he was talking about how you know, he got released from the hospital and he got onto the plane and flew back with the team. And he just said that he and Tua watched the MacGruber movie on the plane ride home. And Tua was laughing the whole time. <laughs> well, that's not like, a sign of a concussion. I don't know what it is. But. Just, <laughs> the image of someone with severe brain damage just geeking at the MacGruber movie. <laughs> Can you imagine him like just asking Tua if he wanted to watch the movie in his manual <laughs> voice? Hey, Want to watch this movie? So that's what we did. What a what a coach! What a coach! It is just hilarious, like that Mike McDaniel is a coach. It's just so weird. But they're three and one. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see how they do with Teddy moving forward, but. Uh, we know he's at least a capable quarterback. Um, all right, what other uh, teams do we want to talk about? The Raiders finally got a win. Um, that was nice. Yeah, that's that's when you know the fantasy scores are a little skewed this week when Josh Jacobs is like one of the leading players there. But he, no, I'm I'm teasing. Josh Jacobs finally broke out this week. Yeah, uh, that was good, and you know it it was an exciting game to watch. You know, the Broncos have not provided us with that all season, so. True. It was, uh, uh, it, it really crushed my expectations there. Well, don't worry. We got uh, Broncos Colts on Thursday night football this week. Oh, and, and the Colts are just <laughs> one of the best to watch. Yeah. They, they Minus really... Jonathan Taylor. We don't even get that. Yeah. God. We, we get Philip Lindsay and Naheem Hines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be rough. Um, uh, we didn't talk about the, the Jacksonville-Philadelphia uh, game. Um, that was a weird game because it was like the first quarter you think, oh, my God, the Jags might be for real. And then nope. it just all crumbled. Yeah, when weird. Uh, Jamal Agnew is scoring all your touchdowns, that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's like when when does that stop? Or is that just going to keep being a thing where <laughs> – they just throw in. It's almost like an Eagles effect. Jamal Agnew's hawking the touchdowns like Kenneth Gainwell or Boston Scott would come in and steal touchdowns from Miles Sanders. It's that Doug Peterson committee treatment. Jamal Agnew is the next Cordero Patterson. He's going to eventually become a running back and then uh, break out in his like 20th year. <laughs> You know, what's weird is I haven't heard anything from Marvin Jones on that offense. He was like... I forgot he even existed. He was yeah. like the only guy getting catches last year in that yeah. horrible offense, but now he's just a forgotten man. Yeah, he's still out Christian there. Kirk, and I don't even know who else gets the targets. Christian Kirk. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. <laughs> it's such a weird receiving core. Yeah. And uh, cast off. Chris Manhurts has probably <laughs> gotten more targets than Marvin Jones. Good lord. Also, what's going on with ETN? Uh, he's just seems, not covered. Like he's been kind of falling out of favor after that first game. Um, I don't know. I think it's just been mistakes that have made them want to bench him. Um, I don't know. I feel like ETN like hasn't looked that like he's looked like a solid playmaker when he's like used out of the backfield and stuff. Um, but I, I do think James Robinson is better as a runner, and then yeah, ETN it's like has been unreliable as a receiver. So they uh, are trying to like figure out how to use him. Still, it almost seems like while he's like fi- figuring out his receiving issues, 
I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he'll get slowly more involved in the offense. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. James Robinson didn't do much either uh, right after I traded him for Justin Jefferson, so that worked out for me. There you go. Yeah. That was a wild trade. <laughs> I traded uh, James Robinson and Devonta Smith for Justin Jefferson and David Montgomery. I will say I don't know if I'm fully aboard the Eagles hype train. I just I've seen people say they look unstoppable and it's like, yeah, sure, they're the only undefeated team, but I think they've looked quite stoppable <laughs> in some aspects. Yeah, I mean number one, they're an NFC East team, so like you gotta stop the hype at some point. <laughs> number two, they're in the NFC and that's also, you know, a hype thing. They they're good. They're a good team, yeah. but you know, unstoppable, I, love this, I don't think they're quite there. I love this Jalen Hurts emergence. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see them as one of the world beaters, like on the Bills level or anything. I like. I like seeing Jalen Hurts succeed just because of how much criticism he got dr- when he was drafted. Like, I don't know why people thought there is no way this guy could ever like. Start yeah, it was just such a like. He is going to be a bust. He's going to be a bust, or he's going to be a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you hate this man so much? Yeah, he he's like solid. He's a very yeah, well-rounded, been, solid player. He's been great. Um, I agree with you on the Eagles, though. I I don't think they look unstoppable. Um, they they've had like I don't think their offense has been like that great. Like I feel like their defense has gotten them back the ball a lot these past few games, and like it's mostly just because the offenses they've been playing haven't been the best. Um, so I don't know. And then like week one, they were playing the Lions. So that, that doesn't count. <laughs> Offense, <so. laughs> the 45 to 40 game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lions. The Lions, the defense. Uh, it, it, is this like the worst defense ever? Uh, <laughs> I think at this point, if they're getting scored on every possession, if I'm Dan Campbell, just go onside kick every single time. <laughs> I, I was looking at defense rankings today, and um, one of one of the stats obviously was first downs allowed. And by like at least ten, the Lions had allowed a hundred and five first downs <laughs> four weeks into the season. Ooh. It's like, damn, it was, dude, it was crazy. There was a play where they had. The, the Rashad Penny first like long touchdown run was on a third and sixteen, and they just ran a draw play. They were just like giving up, and the Ryan just had nobody. <laughs> they had like everybody on the line of scrimmage, and like Rashad Penny was like barely touched. There was some graphic I saw a few days ago, maybe before this game, where somebody was quoted saying Jeff Okuda is starting to really look great. And I was like, in in this defense. Like, <laughs> Yeah, is I saw like an there? interview. I saw an interview with DK Metcalf before they played the Seahawks, and they were talking about how good Jeff Okuda's looked. And I just, I'm thinking, how, how is that even possible? Yeah, the, I've I've heard he's played well. Like I think he, he they were like he like locked up Justin Jefferson the week before. Uh, like the stats on that were pretty good in Okuda's favor, but I, I don't know. It's I don't know how uh, this defense is so bad. Is, is this how Namdi Asumwa felt in the Raiders <laughs> defense all those years? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how Okuda played in this game. It felt like DK Metcalf was getting catches all over the place, so I don't know. I feel like just that compare, like people saying Jeff Okuda is good, it makes me think of like when people say that Daniel Jones is good. And I say, <laughs> how? <laughs> Could that even be possible? Uh, <laughs> That's fair, um, but I, I don't know. They were talking about like uh, asking about like coaching changes on defense, and Dan Campbell was like, "Yeah, I really love and trust Aaron Glenn, but uh, we we might need to take a look at things on defense." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know he was like you know on hard knocks and stuff, and people like him, but like this is uh, this is kind of your job, and you're kind of failing miserably. So. <laughs> No, I will say this. Uh, at a historic at least, rate. You know, through having a bad defense, at least the defensive coordinator is likable because you could have a historically bad defense and your defensive coordinator is Jim Hazlitt. 
the Lions have that going for them. Yeah, that that is true. Their their whole coaching staff is likable. Um, they just need them to coach them to them actual victories would be nice. Only yeah, if only that translated to wins. <laughs> Great for going to get a beer with, but uh, coaching football not not who you want. Um. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess we didn't really talk about the Packers uh, Patriots game. Um, I, I guess we talked a little bit about the Packers. I, I thought. Aaron, I think the Packers offense is looking better at least. Um, you know, Romy Dobbs looks like a, a decent receiver at least. Um, yeah, they got Almost Hard back and stuff, and Christian Watson had a rushing touchdown. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think their offense is at least passable now, um, and uh, I still think they're. I, I would be shocked if they miss the playoffs in this NFC. Yeah, I don't think they'll miss the playoffs. And you're right; they they looked better. So I was hard on them earlier in the podcast. Um, I think I also need to start accepting that Alan Lazard, when healthy will be their wide receiver one and it might be almost like every game he gets a touchdown i don't know dobbs has looked pretty good too i think i think dobbs could emerge as the wide receiver one um i wouldn't be surprised like the packers and aaron aaron Rodgers always finds a way to like the late round draft pick receiver instead of the second round christian watson guy over the years yeah it doesn't help that watson doesn't know how to catch either (laughs) yeah well, yeah. Dobbs had that drop, too, or not surviving the ground, I guess, uh, in this game. But and, uh, he and, still threw to him afterwards, though. I guess they, they survived the comeback from Bailey Zappi and the play clock <laughs> counting down. and um, it. So when you put you it know, in that context, it's like, all right, what? how how big was this win, really? It's a when fair point. Like, going to overtime with Bailey Zappi. And uh, the game plan is really just Damian Harris or Mondre Stevenson runs. Yep. Most emotion I've seen from Belichick in a long time because they didn't reset the play clock or something. Some stupid reason that only Belichick would get <laughs> horribly, horribly upset about. Yeah. But those uh, refs will be, be dead this next weekend. So, yeah. <laughs> Serious accident. Plutonium poisoning, like the Russians do it. <laughs> all right. I think, well, I think we hit on like every team that is at all, uh, you know, viable as a contender. So. You don't want to talk about your commanders? Um, I mean, they're obviously going to be Super Bowl champions, so we don't. That's need true. To talk we don't even that. need to. Has the depth given. On, has the depth on this O, o- line ever been this bad? Like the only person I, playing remotely well is Charles Leno, so I'll give Charles Leno that. Everybody else, you know, you got Sam Cosmes, and it's it's rough, dude. Dude, really I rough. I do think like I think the offensive line hasn't been as bad as people think. I think Carson Wentz just holds the ball forever. I I think like literally ninety percent of the sacks he has taken have been his fault. Fair, Jahan Dotson, good for him getting another touchdown. It's four on the season now. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying our offensive line is great. Obviously, like they're no, still I, I know pressure, what you mean, but... but it's just like I don't know what it's just like, dude. Actually, so, <laughs> getting Brian Robinson back, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's nice that he'll be out there. Um, I think, uh, but I, I expect Carson Wentz will turn around. Like he's a streaky quarterback, and also he can look like the worst quarterback in football, and sometimes he can look like the best quarterback in football. That C.D. Lamb touchdown, I feel like, just summarized that game perfectly. It was like yeah. the easiest touchdown ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was very frustrated watching this game, um, even though the Commanders won 100 to nothing, obviously, but um, still really annoying. <laughs> There's room for improvement. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Year three of the rebuild. <laughs> We're, two uh, years left, so in two years, <laughs> Super Bowl. Sounds good to me. I'll take that. Um, all right, um, let's uh, let's just get into our reactions. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I don't know the the yeah. We're, we're 
Pierce and I are sick. I think our high school reunion gave us all COVID. So cool. I will um, say I, I did an at home test yesterday. It came back negative for what that's worth. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But still feel like <laughs> so. Still, still <laughs> no, not that comforting to me. Um, all right. Uh, Reed, give your reaction. All right. I got a uh, two. First off, I think Miles Garrett needs to have more conversations about slower cars and less attractive women because clearly he can predict his future of some some kind um, by being snarky at a reporter who asks what they talked about in their players-only defensive meeting, and he said, well, you know, we just talked about fast cars and pretty women, and then he decides to speed uh, a lot in a... <laughs> kind of windy wet road and then headed up missing a football game because he rolled over his car a bunch of times for being stupid. And then second off, I think Burrow needs to realize that people are going to run with headlines of whatever the f- he says. And he just needs to like understand that because he's got, it's not even like gotten in trouble. It's just people have made, more of a deal about what he said about things than I think needs to be made. Like when he said he deleted his social media, everyone's like, oh, shit. Joe Burrow had to delete his social media because they're 0-2. And it's like, well, he actually deleted it before the season. And then he just said it then. And then like today, or whenever he was on the Colin Cowherd podcast, they were talking about Tua's injury. And he's just casually mentioned that, like, yeah, he's had head injuries before. And, you know, to be fair, this is kind of scary that he said this, but he said, like, oh, yeah, I've forgotten plays or, like, halves of football games before from a head injury. (laughs) But but he's like, but I've never had long-term, like, issues throughout the week. And so now all I see are articles about Joe Burrow's admitted to forgetting football games because he's been hit so hard. And then the Bengals need to do a better job of protecting him. I'm like, oh. God damn it. Not, <laughs> I don't need more of these articles to read. So I think he just needs to know. Yeah, probably. The media not. is going to uh, run wild with what he says. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, that's the thing that I, I don't know. I was going to say that's probably not something you want to admit, but like maybe it is just to like, you know, show the NFL that this is kind of an issue and like we need to, need to be addressed. So. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. Uh, Reeb's dead. So, uh, Pat, uh, you're of reaction. All right. So if you're an NFL umpire and you're sick of your day job and you just want to retire making millions and millions, if you're about to announce a penalty or make a call, just crack a joke, do something mildly interesting and it'll land you a job with a major network being their rules analyst guy, Amazon Prime, Fox, CBS, because all these guys are absolute boring fucks. Mike Pereira sounds like the teacher from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And all you have to do as an NFL umpire, seriously, show some personality and networks will be like, I'm hiring that guy because he said that one funny thing that one time. And I swear it'll be like the job Jay Feely has. But, you know, a little bit more work, but you're the rules analyst guy, you basically watch Red Zone all day. Then they cut to you and you explain a rule that most of America already knows. And then they come back. And, I mean, that's a great job and you'll make a lot of money. So I would just, personally uh, like to see a little more disagreement from the rules analysts because I feel like they're just kind of yes men. And anytime they pivot to them and it's like a controversial call, they just always say like, well, yeah, I think the refs got this one right. <laughs> love for them to be like no i think it's right it's bad it's a bad they, call and then they'll be like it's the wrong call but here's why they made that decision yeah. and explain why it's right low-key yeah. like, remember it has to be beyond a doubt for them to overturn it and and i'll be fair there are some rules that really do need explaining and some of these got sometimes you need these guys in there but for the purpose of my overreaction like seriously such an easy gig if somebody did that and just like said that funny thing that one time i'm telling you because i i don't know who the rules guy on amazon is but really boring dude you you (laughs) need to you know just take it over the top yeah i i like that pep i mean i feel like that's what 
a lot of these guys have done. They're like, hey, I can make a lot more money. Like, instead of refing, I can just have this easy TV job. <laughs> People won't get mad at me. People <laughs> won't absolutely hate me and throw death threats at me. It's so easy. And you're, you're not even on camera. So people can't even, like, yeah. use your face for that. Yeah. It's a, it's a sweet gig. I kind of want to become a ref now. <laughs> All right, my reaction is that um, next week in the Panthers uh, 49ers game, Matt Rule is going to be the first coach to be fired at halftime. Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, this Panthers team has just been so bad. I, I just can't watch them. It's unwatchable. <laughs> it's not good football. There's, there's too many unwatchable things in the NFC right now, and the Panthers are the face of it. I never thought Baker Mayfield would play this poorly. Uh, nobody did. <laughs> Everybody's like that, and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe hiring Ben McAdoo wasn't the, the best decision either. So Everyone uh, just needs to show up to the game drunk and sabotage it so Matt Rule gets fired. Yeah. Um, that would be more entertaining than sober <laughs> Panthers offense. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's another streaker that can just have uh, that be more entertaining yeah. to watch than the actual game. And then they can sue the Panthers, just like the guys trying to sue Bobby Wagner. <laughs> it's good jokes. Sue him for tackling. They, there should be like NFL players who sue another NFL player for tackling him like <laughs> during a play. Aggravated assault. I'm sure you could get Antonio Brown to sue perfect <laughs> years that, later. Yeah. Did you see uh, Antonio Brown? Uh, I saw <laughs> people. Yes. And... <laughs> uh, it's not, whatever. not a great look. Yeah. yeah. Not, but not the fans, best for Antonio time. Brown standards. It's, I don't yeah. even know. It's pretty bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he tweeted a joke about it that he stole, which was like uh, NFL team should uh, sign Antonio Brown because he still knows how to expose a D. I and can't Jesus. believe Antonio like, Brown had to steal a joke. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And uh, <sighs> yeah, smart. Uh, I, I can see why he would want to steal it because it's clearly uh, you know a joke that he would want to make on the internet uh, make light of this situation. Nobody yeah, totally fun to just PR expose thing. yourself. <laughs> It's like, see, what I did was really funny. <laughs> You're not a it was a joke, guys. Come on. Like, <laughs> football jokes. We get those. Uh, goodness. All right. Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, thanks all for listening. Um, we will catch you next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.